conversation that was so good you wish it had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman-Collins, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We're excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends Podcast. Dee, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, Sherry. How are you? Woo, I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you can turn that into a song. Awesome. Uh, nobody oh, no, there is sing. a song, stop. the Lego song. <laughs> Everything is awesome. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. I love that movie. <laughs> okay, now we're both going to have that song stuck in our heads. But I already have that song stuck in my head because, y'all, my four-year-old is obsessed with Legos. <laughs> he has built, like, an entire Lego village all over his um, – he's got, like, a little play table. Uh-huh. And he's built an entire Lego village. So he's obsessed with Legos and he's obsessed with robots. So he built a Lego village for robots. That's amazing. I know. And he's built like little robots out of Legos. And he's got this whole story about how there are good bots and bad bots. And there's a protector bot. And like, Where does this come from? And he's so creative. I want to be as creative as my four-year-old. That's my goal. That's amazing. Yeah. He's awesome. Well, speaking of awesome, we have an awesome guest with us today, and um, I'm super excited to have Jewel Hazelton with us to talk about volunteerism. I think that this is like one of those things that seems kind of like people might look at it and go on on the front end, they might think like, wah, wah, but the reality is that volunteering is one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It improved my life in so many ways, and it continues to. And I think, you know, the title of this show is going to be The Value of Giving Time Away. Because mm-hmm. I think, you know, time is absolutely, unquestionably our most valuable asset. You can make more of anything except time. You can uh, Seriously, like this morning, I was laying in bed, and I was like, I really need another hour of sleep. Right. And I was trying to figure out how can I create <laughs> Another hour. I still need to be where I need to be by like 9 o'clock, but I need another hour between 6 and 7. Yeah. I need a 25-hour day. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, the reality is if I had a 25-hour day, I'd need a 26-hour day. Absolutely. We're going to use all of our time... And we have a finite amount of it. You know, there is no way to make more of it. And it's so valuable. And I think that, you know, when people think about giving time away by volunteering, it can be sort of um, nerve-wracking, right? I think, like, how can I make another hour in the day to give that away for something? And I think there has to be this value proposition, right? I have to see that volunteering is worth more than doing something else for Mm -hmm. you, getting that extra hour of sleep, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so whether it is volunteering in our community or in our church or whatever it is, I think that for me, I have always found that when I do it, I feel so much better afterwards. Absolutely. I get something really good out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So today, Jewel's going to talk with us about her experience. And Jewel is uh, born and raised in Atlanta. So she's a local yokel. And she's a seasoned digital marketing expert and founder of the lifestyle blog After Sunday Dinner. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because I want to ask you about your your blog. And then um, Jewel started blogging in 2010 after she decided to transition from her career in magazine journalist. So you can see, like, she is um, definitely a writer and very creative. If you go to her um, website, and we'll make sure 
sure we include that in the show notes. And by day, she works as a social media manager for a tech company. And um, But she's also a volunteer leader with the Junior League of Atlanta, and she gives time to her church, Passion City, here in Atlanta. And I think that, you know, one of the reasons I thought of Jewel about um, to, as a guest for this show is that I know that Jewel is a very busy professional, and yet she still finds time to give away. And so welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So glad to see you here. Yeah. And your bio tells us a lot about you. And I know from um, knowing you for, you know, I don't know how long we've known each other, like five, six years? I think it's been like Eight or nine. Oh, my but. gosh. The time, yeah. goes, the time goes so fast. Well, I know from our time working together and as friends and, and seeing your work on your blog and all the other things you have going on that you have a lot of interests. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so how do you how do you manage it all? What's the secret? Um, I definitely just try to do a lot of things that I like to do in small nuggets ah. um, throughout the year. So setting goals quarterly. Um breaking them up. So it's not like, oh, I set a goal for 2018. It's like, oh, I set a goal for the first quarter of 2018. Ah. And so that helps you manage your time a little bit better. Yeah. um, Because you're not feeling stressed like, I have to lose 20 pounds by, you know, the summer, but you know, you could have a whole year to meet that goal. Yeah. So, so that's kind of how I like to think about even volunteerism as well. Um, I like to think about it as Put 40 hours a year to give back, whether that be in your church, in your workplace, whether that be in your local community. I mean, if you divide 40 by 12, that's a very small number and you're still making impact. Yeah, that's a great. I love that. So are you a really would you say that you're a very organized person? Um, I think when it comes to goals and volunteerism, yes. Yes, absolutely. I'm like thinking about uh, your blog has evolved. And so I'm thinking about, you know, the first iteration or I don't even know if that was the first iteration of your blog that I joined. Yes, that was. Um, I had a I rebranded my blog earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Um, It used to be called Eat, Drink, Shop, Love. And I felt like as time evolves and as I evolve as a professional, I wanted to change it up a little bit. And so now it's called After Sunday Dinner. So even just looking at that, I could tell that you're definitely a very organized person. And then, of course, working with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) detail-oriented. That, I think, is a key. That, I think, is a key. So tell us, before we get too far into the volunteer, tell us about your blog real quick. Yeah. About the new blog. So After Sunday Dinner, um, that title came to me about three or four years ago, and I really didn't know what to do with it. Um, I was just thinking about, what do you do after Sunday dinner? You conversate with your friends at the dinner table, your family, and you may talk about everything from what's going on in your life to what you have coming up for the week to where you're going on your next vacation. Um, It's just a time to generate ideas and really just kind of grow as a person. Mm -hmm. And so, so many things come to life on Sunday dinners. And I just felt like that was where I want my blog to go is be a place where we can have like casual conversations about real issues um, that people are dealing with in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. That is so true. I'm sitting here thinking about how having my family over for a Sunday dinner and we've eaten and it's the period between the meal and, you know, 30 minutes before we have dessert or whatever. And just the conversations that we have, the debates, sometimes the arguments, whatever. (laughs) But yeah, those are some, those conversations have definitely shaped uh, who I am as a person, my politics, like all of that. Yeah. And so 
it also still kind of tied into eat, drink, drop, shop, love because after Sunday dinner, you can still have dessert or mm-hmm. still shop online or yeah. even go to church and mm-hmm. fellowship with people. So um, it's just an evolution of the brand. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's more, so it's still a lifestyle blog? Yeah, yeah. still a lifestyle. Okay, good. Um, definitely want to incorporate more of my faith in what I you in the community as I well. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to learn more about it and see you grow in that and um, support you as you do that. Thank you. Because I think that's Both. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely make sure there's a link on the um, on the post accompanying the show to your your blog. But if people just search after Sunday dinner, Jewel Hazelton, they'll find you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy. Awesome. So um, you have a very interesting career. You know, you've been very focused on media and social media now and writing. And um, so you're very busy. What is your experience with volunteering? Where does volunteer, where did it start and where sort of, where does it fit now? I think volunteering started for me at such a young age. Um, I was a Girl Scout and grew up um, going all the way to the senior level. Um, And so that's kind of where my love for giving back happen. I think that just goes into the Girl Scout roots. Shout out to the Girl Scouts. Absolutely. Yeah. I was a brownie. I didn't make it that far. <laughs> <laughs> I never made it at all. <laughs> and so, and then um, growing up, I volunteered in the Atlanta community with like Hands on Atlanta, um, with, you know, the Martin Luther King Center, and just really just trying to give back. And I don't know if it's just rooted in me, but I just love being a community servant. Were your is parents? That, sorry. I was just about to ask the question. Is that something that your parents did? No, did none of them? my family. Surprisingly, huh. I always get that question from people. They're always like, oh, are your family like really involved in the community and like really wanting to give back? And I was like, nope. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, for me, that was like my dad when I was. I wasn't old enough to have a job during the summer, but I was old enough to volunteer. So oh. uh, I think I was 14 when he was like, okay, so you're going to be volunteering at ACS, which is Army Community Services. And I spent maybe 10 hours a week going and um, moving boxes around and organizing clothes and things like that. So for my family, it was, this is what you do. It's just mm-hmm. a part of what we do. Yeah. And it taught you life skills because... absolutely. Um, when I graduated from college in the heart of the recession, I couldn't find a job. So I went to volunteer. Mm-hmm. I volunteered at Children's Health Care's um, Eggleston Family Library for three years. Wow. Um, passing out books to kids who were in the hospital. And um, I just wanted to keep my mind fresh and like mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. just learn new skills and really meet new people. So And do something good. Yeah. And yeah. give back. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I think volunteering started when I was thinking about college. So I started when I started thinking about college and I didn't start thinking about college until I was a senior. So I a senior in high school. So that was when, you know, I started looking at applications because I was sort of late deciding, okay, I definitely want to go to school. I didn't know where I wanted to school, but as I go to school, but as I started looking at applications, I realized, oh, volunteering is an important part of filling out your application. Mm-hmm. So um so then I started looking for opportunities to volunteer volunteer because it is something college, you know, administrators look at. Yeah. And I definitely think employers look at it too. I recently heard a chat from a woman and she was like, the first thing she does is she looks at volunteerism. She doesn't look at their professional experience. She looks to see like, where have they volunteered in the community? How do they spend their time outside of work? Wow. That's interesting. So I definitely think that, you know, for me, um, 
volunteering has become as I've gotten older. So I started volunteering as a late teen and then into my 20s and 30s, there've always been opportunities for me to volunteer where I felt like I could connect with other people. And some of that's in the community. Some of that was in the church and some of that was even professionally. And I still am a professional volunteer, right? In my professional organizations. So for you, Jewel, your volunteer experience Started as a brownie, yeah. started as a Girl Scout, <laughs> and then um, as an adult, though, you continued to volunteer. Yeah. So what does that look like for you now? Um, right now, I'm a member of the Junior League of Atlanta, um, which is a national women's organization um, that's dedicated to giving back to the communities we live in and really fostering in on um, several different initiatives. And um, some of them are like generational poverty um, early childhood education, um, race, um, human and sex trafficking. So there's just a number of issues around the country that women like myself, we are either on the back end doing marketing, um, training volunteers to go out in the community and serve the communities we live in, or we're, you know, back at the Atlanta Community Food Bank sorting food so that, you know, thousands of people in the Atlanta metro area and throughout the state aren't going hungry and starving. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a lot of nonprofit organizations have trouble finding volunteers who can come back on a regular basis. And so organizations like the junior league that makes us unique that we commit 40 hours a year to giving back to organizations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was a member of the junior league of Marietta long time ago when I was a little younger. And um, I loved it. It was a great opportunity for me to connect in the community. And um, I learned a lot about the community and I made some great friends. That was the other good thing about the Junior League. So for people who are not familiar with the Junior League, the Junior League is specifically for women, but it's not unlike things like Kiwanis or Rotary in that it's, you know, sort of a professional organization um, of women specifically who um, look for opportunities to give back. But, you know, if, if there's not a junior league in your community or if you're one of our guy friends and you want to do something, you know, Rotary is a great place. Kiwanis is a great place. But there are other organizations, too. So there's, I think there's strength in numbers is what I'm getting at, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, and the Atlanta chapter that I'm a member of has 3,000 women Wow, that are members. That's fantastic. And it's very diverse. You know, a lot of times the Junior League gets a stigma that it's like your grandmother's Junior League where women just sit around and drink wine or tea and have their pearls. And that's not exactly <laughs> it at all. Um, you know, it's we're working women. We are moms. We are um, stay-at-home moms. We, you know, are doctors, lawyers. You know, the professions are very diverse and, you know, we have representation of all ethnicities and backgrounds and, you know, it's we're the representation of, I feel like, the women of today that you want to serve with and have in your workplace mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. have with you serving for your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, one of the great things about volunteering with an organization is that you're going to meet people that you might never meet otherwise. People who you don't, you might not have anything else in common with, except for this common goal of giving back and, and being connected. So I love that part of it. I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. so true. <laughs> I think about the the women and men that I volunteer with, and there's no other way that we would have crossed paths other than that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do a lot of volunteering too, Dee. I do. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, well, like I said, you know, it's a part of 
who my dad created me to be, I guess. Um, I don't want to speak specifically about where I volunteer, but um, I do it because it's an opportunity to to pass the blessing along. Like I, I believe that God blesses us, not just to bless us, but to be a blessing to others yeah. and that he gets blessings to others through those that he can. Yeah. And so I think of volunteer volunteerism as that path to bless others mm-hmm. with what God has blessed me with. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that's just a kind word. Sometimes it's breakfast. Sometimes it's school supplies. Sometimes it's, you know, sharing my faith with someone that maybe hasn't heard the gospel of Jesus from someone they could hear it from. Yeah. You know, um, so that, that's why I do it. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) Amazing to do. I I think about a a volunteer experience that I had with my older son, um, and him saying, you know, he didn't want to get out of bed that morning and it was going to be a full long day. You know, we were leaving and getting to church at like seven o'clock in the morning and we were going out to do something and we weren't going to be back at the church until like eight o'clock and he didn't want to do it. And he was tired. He'd stayed up late the night before. Um, but at the end of the day, he said, I feel so amazing Mm. to have done that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a gift that my dad gave me, and I'm happy that I'm able to pass that along to my two boys. Now, still working on the younger one. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you started volunteering? Oh, uh, probably like 10. Okay. Like very, very young. Yeah. Volunteering with my dad. Um, my dad gives a lot to the community. Yeah. Um, and so he started us out. We saw him volunteering. And then when we were old enough to participate, he took us with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we were old enough to volunteer on our own, mm-hmm. he pushed us to volunteer on our own. Like I said, you know, I was 14 when I started volunteering on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's great. I love that. So my son, as I mentioned, is only four. So he's mm-hmm. still a little young for it, but I can't wait until he's old enough to start doing something like that because I do think that it teaches you so much. Um, and I think that, you know, one of the things that it does is it helps us see our place in the world and see how blessed we are. You know, I think it's really easy to uh, take for granted the things that we have, especially when we're kids. You know, when you're a kid, it's just like you don't know anything different mm-hmm. unless you learn something different. You know, so teaching kids and even adults, you know, that there are people in the world who don't have the basic necessities. And so there are lots of different ways to volunteer, right? You know, right here in my local elementary school, they're always looking for volunteers to read to kids, you know, and and at the same time, there's a shelter near here that is always looking for volunteers to help provide, you know, sort through the, the donations they get or help provide a meal or, you know, or there's another, you know, organization that's not too far away that helps people who are homeless get driver's licenses, which seems like n- nothing or, or ID cards. They're not even driver's licenses. Just get ID cards, you know, which seems like one of those things you don't think about mm-hmm. unless you think about it. You know, people who are homeless who don't have identification can't access basic services to help them get out of homelessness. If they don't have any proof of who they are, then they can't get any kind of assistance. So helping them get a birth certificate, then helping them get an ID card is something they can't do it on their own. So there's a there's a church not too far from here that does that with for homeless people in the community. And I just think that's one of those things that just blew my mind when I found out that that was a need and there's somebody who's helping fill that need but but they can't fill those needs without people yeah, right yeah. 
So I, um, interestingly, you know, because my brain is obviously on the same wave as really intelligent people at CNN, they just, <laughs> CNN, Which it is. I know, this week, um, you know, CNN did an article, uh, posted an article about a study that showed sort of a, a snapshot of volunteerism in the United States. So it was a very interesting piece, and the um, talking heads over there talked about what the benefit to them was, why they volunteered, and what they what they got out of it. But they also shared some interesting statistics, and one of the things that they shared is that only about twenty five percent of Americans volunteer. Oh wow! Yeah, I wonder if that's if that rate is lower now than it has been in the past. You know, I, I would wonder what that percentage would have been, say. In the 50s. Yeah. You know. I would guess that, you know, if you think about like World War II, like during World War One mm. and World War II, people gave a lot of time, right? Either mm. you were in the war effort away from home or you were in the war effort at home. So I think that there was this, um, and I think that's when a lot of the um, sort of community organizations were born, right? They started in that time period where there was a need in the community here at home to help provide for the people who were left behind, whether they were children or women or or even men who couldn't serve for some reason, and they got together to give back. And I think that during those times there was this a groundswell. And I think that, you know, this is just my opinion. I didn't, I don't know if those study really addressed this, but I think that as we've become more connected online, we've become less connected in person. And mm. we've talked a little bit about this on our show about depression, I think, you know, and I think that maybe is why people volunteer less because they, they don't feel that community connection. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think that volunteerism can be a way of alleviating depression. Yeah. You know, if you think, if I think about depression as being part of it, being you're very in your head and mm -hmm. you're very focused on what you're thinking and you're feeling and being able to um, put some of that energy or put some energy towards someone else other than yourself can help alleviate some of those symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I definitely am, um, you know, I've seen a lot of workplaces recently incorporate volunteerism as yeah. a way to get their em employees out in the community um, and make them happier at work. I think that that, you know, definitely helps solve that. Stress. And it, it's team building, too. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think yes. about some work that we did uh, where we work during the summer um, with uh, Must Ministries, I think, mm -hmm. puts on a, a lunch program to provide lunches for food insecure children during mm -hmm. the summer. And, um, I mean, it's been a great experience to shoulder to shoulder with my workmates and building sandwiches and yeah. putting, you know, books in the bag for the kids and, um, interesting conversations during that time too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it, it helps you connect in a way that you don't connect at the office. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking about things that are very different than the things that you would be talking about otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think, you know, my question is, in trying to inspire other people maybe to get involved and give some time away. Can you share what volunteering gives you that you don't get by spending your time other ways? Um, I definitely, you know, think it gives me a sense of putting me into a leadership role that I may have not had through work or outside of work. Um, it's definitely set me up. You learn basic principles about leadership through volunteering mm -hmm. and, um, I think that's a cornerstone of like growing as a person and a professional definitely makes you happier. Um, mm -hmm. I always 
you know, leave feeling like, wow, I learned something new um, about a city that I live in that I had no clue about, but I also made an impact on someone else's life. And so knowing that I may have, you know, saved someone from going a day hungry or um, helping someone become more educated about a certain topic, um, that's just a feeling for me. It's like I'm, you know, turning... I don't know if the word's olive branch or mm. um, extending a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. What about you, Dee? What does volunteering do for you that you can't get giving your time in other ways? It, it, I just, I don't know. You think about it. I think, yeah. I think what it does for me is it helps me, I think it helps me have a, a lot more humility. For me, I think that it helps me, um, be more compassionate and have empathy for people that I might not otherwise have empathy for. You know what I mean? I think that there are, so for me, thinking about people who are homeless or people who are addicts or people who are, you know, who've committed crimes and now they're in a place where they're suffering. You know, it's hard for me sometimes to have empathy for people who are in some of those situations because it's easy to look at that and go, well, they made their own choices. But at the same time, while that may be true, there are reasons that they made the choices they made, and I don't want to see anybody suffer, even if they've made bad choices. Like I'm just that's just part of how God made me. I don't want to see people suffer. And so when I can see people who are suffering and who have needs, it's I think it creates in me much more empathy where I want to help them be better, do better suffer less, and I have more compassion for them in their situation, regardless of why they're there. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, and I, I don't know. For me, it's just, it's so much a part of who I am. Like, it's so much a part <laughs> of who I am. You don't know how to not do it. I don't know how to not do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I would say that it makes me feel good, but it, it, it does. But I think if I didn't volunteer, that I would feel like I'm wasting mm. some part of mm. who I am, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I have been blessed and I am required to be a blessing. Yeah. And so this is how I be a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's awesome. That makes me think of Mother Teresa. I'm not equating you to Mother no, Teresa. I'm not trust. <laughs> <laughs> I am not she. <laughs> no, but I think, but you know, I mean, that was kind of her, that was her whole life, right? That was her mm-hmm. whole mission was just to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Like I'm here, God's given me life and breath and I have to do something that's of value in my life. And I think, you know, our, I, so we used to attend a church in Atlanta where the pastor would often say like, you, you know, you're not big enough to make your whole life about you. You're not, you're not important enough to make your whole life about you. And it's mm-hmm. not that you're not important and it's not that you, you don't deserve to have a big life or whatever, but it's about the fact that life isn't just about me or you. It's about so much more than that. And I think in volunteering and in giving time away, regardless of how I'm doing it, I think that that's what I get is I get that I get right-sized, if you will, in the world, recognizing that it's not all about me. It's real easy to sit in my, you know, suburban house in my comfortable slippers and think about my day and what I want to do and what I need and what I want. But the reality is that the the whole world is not about me. And I think whether it's a child or an adult, it's a good experience to be reminded that, you know. Yeah, I think that's exactly the reason why I started pushing my younger child. 
yeah. to volunteer was because I felt that he needed to be right sized. He had a very uh, narrow view of what the world was supposed to be about, and that view was all about him. And so pushing him to volunteer kind of switched that, that he was able to see there's someone other than me that needs things. Yeah. And I have the ability to help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the the United States, we're such a consumer driven sort of community, right? Or country. Mm -hmm. Our our, um, economy is that way. It's all about getting more stuff, doing more things, having more. And I think at the same time, there's a lot, there are a lot of people in our country who don't have more, who are food insecure, as you mentioned earlier, and, and many of those are children, and they need our help. You know, they need, our government cannot meet the needs of our community on, you know, alone. That's not, that's not enough. That's not their job. They're not supposed to. Right. Absolutely. I agree. And so I think in order for those needs to get met, we have to be involved in, in community service and in volunteering and in helping other people. I know, and I just think about that percentage that you talked about mm-hmm. of people who volunteer in America, and, and if that number were just to increase by 10 to 15 percent, I just can't imagine wow. what impact sure you know we would be able to have on the communities we live in. Yeah, it would be huge. It would be huge. And so, Jewel, you're young, younger than me, <laughs> <laughs> um, but interestingly, in the survey, it talked about the, the, age of most, the age most likely to volunteer between 35 and 44. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. And why I thought about like, why is that the case? Um, I think probably, you know, in our early, in our twenties and early thirties, right. We're career building. We're like Mm -hmm. focus, 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 laser focused on work, 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 and also finding the love of our lives and Mm -hmm. having babies. (laughs) So busy, busy, busy. I'm a late bloomer. I did that later, but most people are probably doing that in that phase. Wouldn't you say? I definitely, yeah. yeah. I think that after that point, you've already had your one or two kids or right. moved up in your career, so you have a little bit more time to balance your life. Yeah. But you know, I think... And you also we... want to be a good example to the kids you're raising, too. Yeah. Good we point. Maybe get a little bit more perspective, too, you know, oh, yes. as mm-hmm. you're getting older and you, you start to really look at the world around you and think maybe there's something more that I should be doing. Yeah. I think that's true. And I, I think, but I think also, you know, this, this, these numbers were from 2016. So that's the most recent data that was available. But I think it's interesting to think about millennials and what a different generation millennials are. And you're a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Jill. laughs> I am not a millennial. I'm a faux-lennial. But the, <laughs> I'm the older cusp of it. <laughs> I think, you know, millennials, at least from the marketing um research I've seen are more focused on social justice and on Mm -hmm. social issues. And so it's, it was interesting to me to think about that generation isn't volunteering like I thought they might, but then there's also two more years of potential data that's not available in this, that maybe they are and it wasn't captured because this was in 2016. But what do you think, Jewel, is a millennial is your experience with Um, other millennials? I mean, I will say with my junior league colleagues, you know, we have, a very diverse age group. There mm-hmm. are a lot of, you know, on the older side of millennial, the millennial age gap um, that volunteer um, through the organization. But I would say with my close personal friends, they're curious about it, but they're not sure if they have enough time in their day yeah. to do it um, or where to go to um, for that matter. 
And I also think that if we did unplug a bit and get off social media and Instagram, maybe one day a week, we would have time to volunteer and give back. Oh, that's a great point. (laughs) That's a great point. Trying to take my scrolling time. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That's awesome. I think definitely um, people are very focused on social media. And that was what I was getting at earlier, you know, thinking Mm -hmm. about technology and how technology, it makes us feel connected sometimes, but we're not really connecting. We're not really connected. And yet volunteering actually gets us in-person connected, shoulder to shoulder, as Mm -hmm. Dee mentioned, with another person, looking them in the eye, you know, really making those emotional connections that we don't make on social media. And actually having an impact, you know, I think about, you know, the social justice things that come across on Facebook and it's like, you know, like this picture in order and share this in order to bring um, awareness to this issue. Well, liking a picture and sharing it may bring awareness, but actually helping the people Mm -hmm. that that issue surrounds could actually have an impact. Sharing that picture may not actually have an impact, but going there, giving some time could definitely. Yeah. And I definitely agree. I think, you know, getting offline definitely is an opportunity to educate yourself more. Like I had no clue that the state of Georgia had a huge food insecurity issue um, until I volunteered at the community food bank. I would have never seen that on Facebook Mm -hmm. or Right. In a news article, um, unless I got offline. And this is coming from a social media manager. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that, that that's telling, right? I mean, you, you for a living, what you do is try to connect with people on social media and get people to connect with each other on social media. Yes. But you're saying disconnect. I, I'm saying disconnect for at least a couple hours out yeah. of the week. Like, I am always connected to social, but I'm still giving back. Yeah. At the same time, I might be out serving in the community, but still can be on my phone, but Mm -hmm. I'm still connecting with people who I would have never connected with. Yeah. And you and I both um, actually, no, you didn't go there, but you and I both went to a church that was very focused on community service. Not that your church is not (laughs) D, (laughs) but Jewel and I went to the same church Mm -hmm. that was very focused on community, community service and being connected. I know that you're now at Passion City, which is also very focused on community service. Yes. Yes. And um, they just did Love Atlanta where they did a whole week of giving back um, in the Atlanta community. Um, It was spread out through seven days and all different hours of the day. So if you worked, you could go after work Mm -hmm. or you could go on the weekend. Um, And it's something they do every year. Mm -hmm. And I did it last year. I wasn't able to do it this year, but it was a huge impact and set my mood for, you know, the rest of the year. Um, I did food sorting to be able to send, you know, RFP, what are they called? The RME, the food pack. MREs. MREs. MREs, Yeah. yeah. To, um, you know, women and children in third world countries. So wow. it might not have been in Atlanta, but there was about a couple hundred of us who were spending at least three hours sorting food mm-hmm. um, to give to someone else who was in need. I love that. So when you say that it set your mood for the whole year, what do you mean? I, I like, I think sometimes when I set goals and I get involved in the community, like it shapes, it doesn't shape me for that three hours of the day that I volunteered. Mm-hmm. It, makes an impact on the rest of my year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, I will tell everyone about my experience and hope mm-hmm. that they want to get involved 
like I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That word of mouth, you know? Yeah. That's where social media can come back in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you follow me on social, I'm always sharing like what I'm doing um, throughout my life and even when it comes to volunteerism. Yeah. So um, let's think about how can, so if somebody's listening and maybe they're not a volunteer, they don't really do volunteer work, how can they get started? Where's a good place for them to get started, do you think? I think the local library. Oh, um, I feel like they're suggestion. always in need for people to help sort books, mm-hmm. um, front desk help. Um, you know, they are always in need for volunteers. Also, your local community food bank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a staff that works there part-time and full-time, but they definitely need the extra hands. Yeah. They always have things that need to be sorted. Sure. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, one of the things that um, that I have loved about volunteering in my life is there were times in my life when I couldn't give money. I just didn't have the financial resources to give money, but I was always able to give time. Mm-hmm. And time is so much more valuable. Now in my life, it's easier to give money and harder to give time. Not that I have a lot of money, but I have a little more <laughs> extra money than I used to have. So I, I think, you know, I have to be much more intentional about giving the time away. So um, I love that. I think those are great. And I think, you know, the local church is a great place to connect to. Um, and then um, you mentioned food banks. I would also say shelters. You know, there are a lot of shelters that need volunteers. They need help. They need stuff, but they also need people. And some of that is for administrative tasks, right? Filing, sorting, um, you know, folding blankets, washing clothes. I mean, there are things that, you know, those are, they seem like menial tasks maybe to some people. But when, you know, when you can put yourself in the situation where you realize that, okay, because I'm washing these blankets, someone is going to have a warm, clean blanket Mm -hmm. to sleep on who would not otherwise have it. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And I definitely want to say, you know, you touched on administrative tasks. I feel like a lot of nonprofit organizations need that help and support. And like, they might need accounting help. Yeah. They might need marketing help. And those tasks, you know, everyone is skilled in um, and can give a little bit of their time. Yeah. Um, yeah you might not be a people person and want to interact with kids or feed the homeless, but you can be on the back end helping um, do the books or promote them on social media. Um, and that's volunteering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of those tasks are necessary. I think that's a great point. So whatever your skill is, you can use it, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Your skill and your interest. You know, you yes. mentioned shelters, but animal shelters. If yes. You actually like dogs and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always need someone to help yes. spray out kennels or pet dogs. Yes. But think of dogs as very, and cats. I like cats too. Um, as similar to babies, you know, oh, babies yes. need to be held and animals need to be held too. Yes. That's a great point. That's a great point. You know, I focus on humans because humans are my thing, mm-hmm. but absolutely. I mean, animals need love and care and especially shelter animals mm-hmm. for sure. That's a great point. Yeah. I think that the, I think that at the end of the day, regardless of what it is that you're gifted with, God's gifted you in that way so that you can use that to bless other people. I think Dee, you've said that perfectly. And I, I think that's I think that's definitely a key takeaway. I recently heard a quote like when you go to someone's funeral, they remember what service acts you did and how you extended grace to other people. And those are the things that people are going to remember about you. They're not going to remember that you 
made this amount of money and you did this in this career, they're going to remember what impact you made on them and other people around you. Yeah. How you made them feel. Yeah. Yes. So thinking about legacy building. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. I think that's a great place to wrap up. I, I think that this has inspired me to give more time away. Um, I've been a little selfish with my time for the last five years because I've been busy <laughs> raising another human being, but he's a little older and more independent now, and I think I need to reevaluate and find some time to give away. I love the idea of 40 hours a year. I knew that was a junior league thing, but yeah. I hadn't heard it in a long time because it's been a long time for me since I was involved in that, but I think that's a great guideline. And if it's not 40 hours for you, 20 hours, 10 hours, whatever. An hour. An hour, <laughs> yeah. One time and see how it makes you feel. I mm -hmm. would guess it'll make you want to do it again. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that. Well, awesome conversation, ladies. I love this topic. And we'll make sure that there are lots of resources on the um, accompanying blog post for people to connect with and get connected and follow you, Jewel, and check out your blog as it changes. And um, I do want to say that um, I appreciate you coming. For those of you who don't know, Jewel came really quickly after I <laughs> asked her. <laughs> she was Johnny on the spot ready to talk about this important topic. So thank you for joining us, Jewel. Thank you for having me. It's so excited to be here with you all and hang out with you all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for you listeners. Thanks for being part of our conversation today. And as you guys know, we always end the show with the same question. The question is, what is one thing you're going to do to be healthier today? Dee, what are you going to do? So I read this article. Now, I'd heard about grounding before and I thought, oh, that's some hippie Whatever. Oh my gosh. Are you <laughs> going to talk about what I think you're going to talk about? I am going to go put my feet in some grass today. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sweet patch of grass in the backyard <laughs> that's perfect. I'm not kidding. It's like my, it's like carpet. Have you heard of that? I before? have. Yeah. So totally. Yeah. I've heard of it. I'm a hippie in, at heart. <laughs> I'm a dippy hippie. <laughs> well, I'm going to go be hippie today and put my feet in some grass to see how it makes me feel. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, I'm not going to put my feet in. Well, I probably am going to put my feet in the grass, but that's not my intention. I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time outside. Like that's my thing today. I'm going to spend some time outside in the sunshine. It's not super hot. It's yes. not 8 billion degrees like it's been <laughs> like the surface of the sun hot. It's still hot, but it's not as hot as it has been. So I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time pleasantly outside. Pleasantly hot. It's pleasantly hot. Yeah. For those of us who are from the South. What about you, Jewel? What are you going to do? Um, well, I just came from a spin class. Ah. <laughs> but I think my healthy thing for the rest of the day is going to relax at home. Good. Cook a nice dinner. Awesome. A little self-care. Yeah. You've been traveling, so you need that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Awesome. Well, I love that. Well, I hope that you guys um, are also planning on some healthy things for yourself today. Be sure to um, read the blog post that accompanies this show and shoot us an email. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know about topics that you're interested in hearing about. You can reach out to us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com or you can ping us on social media. We definitely want to hear what you think and we want to know what you want to hear about. And we would love it, love it, love it. It if you would share the show with a friend and make sure you rate the show and write us a review because that's how other people can find us too. All right. Thanks so much again for listening. Y'all have a great day. Bye-bye.